and welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside podcast where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Chuck Bailey and you join us today on a journey to the south coast, the English Riviera as it were, as we discuss Southampton Football Club. Um, joining me today, he's a new one for your ears, um, please welcome my good friend Matthew. Matthew, how are you sir? Hello there, Chuck. I'm really good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, very, very well. Um, excited, G'd up for, for this season and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking some uh, some Saints with you, mate. Oh, absolutely. I'm always going to talk Saints. As yeah. sad as it is, I'm <laughs> not not in a sad, sad way, in a, in a disappointing way in every case, but I still, I'll love to talk about them. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, they're, they're, let's let's say there's been moments um, the nine nils uh, might crop up. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> let let's see past that for now, um, and just kind of the same as uh, as I've done throughout this series. Let's go for the kind of the human element, as it were. Mm. And what is your kind of connection with Southampton? How did you come to be a Southampton fan? Well, it, it all starts as it does with so many people. With uh, Manchester United, um, yeah, okay, I know, yeah, I know. As, a, as a child of the nineties, child yeah. of nineties, all you see, all you see on TV, ITV, I think <sighs> it was, is Man United in Champions League. So you know that's Pricks. your introduction to football. I know, I agree mm. so strongly, um, but but that got me into football effectively. That and and yeah. you know World Cup ninety eight and all of that, and it mm-hmm. wasn't until uh, I went to a couple of Brentford games uh, around the two thousand. Mark. So okay. Brentford was more of a uh, a local club, but I never really got into Brentford themselves, so to speak, which is unfortunate, obviously, yeah. nowadays. Um, but it wasn't until 2003. So 2003, um, I was down in Southampton or, or sort of uh, a river down there called the Hamble. And I was down there um, on the exact day that the mm-hmm. FA Cup final that year was on. And it was right, Southampton okay, yeah. against Arsenal. Oh. And I had absolutely no reason really to uh to to root for either side but i think i've always tended to go for an underdog despite yep. the man united start um so i you know I, I sort of pricked up my ears i was down there in southampton so i was you know go on southampton and they made a pretty good show of it i think we, we only lost one nil and then it mm-hmm. was almost just instant from that moment on um i spent a lot of time down there after then as well and from that moment on i, I just i felt a real affinity towards them as a club um, yeah. and, and you know, and then the rest really became history. I sort of really latched onto, onto them, onto the, the team ethos, the, the players at the time. And then, you know, obviously followed them all the way down, all the way back up. It's been a great journey. I've really yeah. sort of moved into <laughs> every aspect of being a Saints fan, which of course <laughs> you're going to touch on in a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's quite interesting to hear because, you know, it's kind of why I ask because everyone has mixed and we have, Obviously, in England, football is so much more ingrained in society that for a lot of people, myself included, it was a my dad supports Palace, so I support Palace kind of thing. Mm. And then we've noticed with um, some of our American listeners who we've had on recently, um, Rob doing the Arsenal episode, Nick doing an episode on Liverpool, that obviously it's you start so much from afresh. So it's quite refreshing to hear from yourself that it was actually just an experience down there 
um, that not down there, down there, down on the south coast. <laughs> yeah. Um, that also helped to steer you away from the Manchester United dark side as well. So I, di- I didn't actually know that that was that was the connection. I quite like that. Yeah, it's it's quite wholesome in a way. I mean, all of my my dad was never a real fan, but mm-hmm. all of um, his brothers and my cousins that side of things, uh, all Newcastle because my dad and, and that lot come from Newcastle, so they're all Newcastle fans. Mm-hmm. Um, proper. Geordies. You can tell it by your accent. <laughs> Does it just about creep through? <laughs> Let's hide it though. I try. Mm. Um, it's those pictures of you punching horses that really yeah that kind really of. <laughs> gets it going, doesn't it? <laughs> You know, um, but obviously, yeah. So you went to Southampton. So do you? Are you? Do you go to games a lot? Obviously, we're kind of you know we we work together, so we're we're Surrey, South London based, yeah, um, people. So do you do you get to go down to games quite a lot and, and watch? Do, or what's yeah. your status there? I I try and go as often as I can. I think. Um, it, look, so as I've said, there's very, very many elements to being a Saints fan, and mm-hmm. I've I've currently sort of developed the 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 age old we we have a really exciting first two thirds of a season and then after that we just decide what we don't we're not interested anymore so <laughs> i do tend to uh, i do tend to go in for the the first two thirds of the season i try and watch as many games as i can and mm-hmm. and i i don't know what it is about the, the third sort of you know side of the season i just end up mm-hmm. just not making it Sometimes I wonder if it's just because there's no availability. I, I, we often end up with you know cracking games against teams like um, like Liverpool. Um, I've got obviously Crystal Palace fan friends that we try and meet up with mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. But those kinds of games are always sold out by the time I get to them. Yeah. But for some reason, at the start of the season, I always get to see games. So last last season, for example, I saw the first um, first eight home games in a row. Um, nice. And that was you know it was great. We had actually had a really good start to the season, uh, not points wise, but performance wise. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those Saints fans. We will always tell you about how well we play, you, you know. And yeah. then if, if you're always trying to dig it, as you're always going, well, okay, th- yeah, you played well, but did you win? And we glaze over it. Mm. No, no, no. But the performance was brilliant. We honestly, we had United down for at least eighty minutes, and then someone decided <laughs> they'd they'd take the lead and beat us. Um, but yeah, no, I love yeah. going to games as often as I can. And I'm this, this season I'm, I'm going to try and, um, get myself into some of the, uh, because I've got a bit of a, uh, uh, like membership loyalty thing going now yep. for yeah, a yeah. little while. So I will now have a bit of priority on some of the away games. So I'm going to try and get myself into London based away games more and more if I can. Yeah, nice and get a get a bit of travelling around as well, and mm. it's it's always fun when you see your team away as well. Mm. Um, I find it really interesting what you touched on there um, briefly, and it kind of links a bit, I guess, into your overall performance last year, um, because I I think there is a, a fair bit of credence to to what you say. For for me anyway, it feels watching Southampton that you Hassan Hootel has a way that he wants to play. He wants to play a very high line. He wants to play a high press, and he doesn't compromise or change that even when it's very clearly not working <laughs> in that situation or you're now down a man and, you know, Leicester or Manchester United have just scored the ninth. Um, there's your next one for you, if you're playing yeah. a 9-0 bingo. Um, <laughs> so do you, do you, I guess the positives are that you do get the good performance, but do you, does it concern you at all sustainability wise or based off the whole of last season, I guess, when you finished, what was it, 15th? Yeah. And 
about there deservedly. It, it was deserved. And it's one of those things. We look at the season as a whole and you, you look and you go, well, you can't, you can't complain about the season as a whole, about where we finished and how we did. But you just look at little pockets where we had, mm. you know, we had December. We had a, a really decent run in December. At the end of December, we came through. We got, um, we were 2-1 down to West Ham after 60-odd minutes and we came through, had a blinding second half. And that led into the games, you know, where we draw against mm-hmm. Man City, outplaying Man City. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I remember that actually, yeah. Uh, we, you know, United again on that Tottenham, out, so outplaying United, outplaying Tottenham, same as West Ham. We came from 2-1 down to beat Tottenham. And, you st- you know, you get those, that period until, and it was until the start of March, where you're starting to think, you know, this team is playing beautifully. We have mm-hmm. an absolute chance to kick on here. And then we end up, I can't remember who it was, we end up with a team that really, off the back of those games, you're looking, look, we could we could beat anyone. Any team yeah. in the Premier League can beat anyone. Um, and then we go on a run of losing, I think, four on the trot against a team's battling relegation, and, and then we slide. And then after that, I think it's well documented. It's just, up. yeah. yeah. You know, so I think, you know, deservedly, and I am concerned by that, that weird sort of soft center and really soft defense. You know, if you watch, Mm. if you watch other teams, there are certain teams you watch and they are really good in defense, mid table teams, really good in defense. And you, um, Southampton attack against them. You see us go forward and you think, oh, we're going to, we're going to have a chance. Yep. And, you know, we'll see how that goes. If that team then comes at us, instant dread yeah. you're thinking that's a goal and it's very interesting because obviously we often churn out this is a whole you know ethos of Southampton is to to buy players with potential and sell them on and we churn out to Liverpool to, yeah. to Liverpool yeah Liverhampton <laughs> <laughs> football club as we like to call them um, you know the latest one we've got Bednarek teams are looking at him going yeah we want Bednarek we had um, uh, Vestergaard the last season mm-hmm. all season ball to, to Leicester and these are players that you know they have great performances, and yet in our team, it's still mm. still conceding a lot of goals, sixty plus goals. Tino Livramento had an incredibly breakout season, but he's still yeah. <laughs> conceding sixty goals. So there's something that does concern us. Um, and, and looking at this season, it's going to go one or two ways. We'll see how it does go. Mm. Yeah, it's. I mean, in terms of the goals, um, it, it was only Watford, Leeds, and Norwich that conceded more than you last year. Mm. Um, and I mean, there's a couple more teams: uh, Wolves and Leicester. If you sort the table by expected goals allowed, um, that that conceded more than you as well. So that's definitely an area of concern. Um, I guess coming now into touching a bit of transition that you know it seems this year that for the first time in a while um you're actually spending money before making any moves i mean talk to us about whether you think um you know the moves that you've made so far are good and and but how you think it it progresses this team i I am very very excited by them it's it's still the same mold that you get where we've gone with uh six signings at the moment we've gone with keepers were one of those things where uh, the keeper's actually a half-decent. I actually preferred um, Forster to McCarthy, but we kept McCarthy. Mm. But, I mean, both of them were on 70k a week, so to speak. So right, it's a big yeah. outlay. So we had to ditch at least one of them. And we've brought in um, Bazinu, or Bazunu. He he looks exceptional. As a 20-year-old goalkeeper, mm-hmm. you know, we're, I'm excited to see him in action. I'm, I'm hoping he gets a really good chance to push for the for the number one jersey this season. So he's a good start. Mm-hmm. Um Bella Kotchap as a 
as a, uh, a football manager player. Yeah, uh, yeah. as many of us, <laughs> many of us are. Uh, I have I've signed Belakotch up in the past as one of those that we were dubbed a, a little wonder kid, and mm-hmm. I I am excited to see if his real life showing can do for us what he has done for me <laughs> in game. <laughs> um, the others, like looking at Lavia so far, he's he's had a great preseason. Mm. He looks mm-hmm. dominant. Um, Came at, straight in as well, didn't he? Oh, he started instantly. playing pretty much straight yeah. away. And we've already, you know, as as all fans do with with their clubs, you you analysing all of the highlight reels and and everything, mm-hmm. trying to dig for any kind of gold that you can possibly see about someone. But looking at what he's done so far, he stepped really really well into it, and I'm looking forward to see him in it. Um, Joe Aribo, I was very uh. surprised to see him come to us. I'm really excited. Uh, so far, I actually don't think tactically Hassan Hootl is playing to his strengths based on mm-hmm. um, why I, I did see a little bit of Rangers last season in Europa League and him play for Rangers. Yeah. So, so I really want to see, I really want to see as a sort of work to his strengths because he, he's a good player. That one hurts. That one hurts me <laughs> yeah, a lot. Because I, I had after a, him. Yeah. Well, Bella Kotchap actually, interestingly, we were linked with him a year ago. Mm. Um, and kind of didn't go for him in the end. I think it was just because of the price at the time. And even now, you know, he's a 20-year-old centre-back, so yeah. he's he's got so long to go. It's, he's not necessarily a finished Premier League drop-in and play centre-back. No. Um, but I had a bit of a wish list for Palace this year, which mm. was, um, what was it? It was a uh, a decent six to sit in front of our, our defenders, Mm. Um, to actually be able to run play, and we've got that now. I think in Dakure. Yeah. Um, I wanted a right back, um, and then two centre backs. One that was kind of pretty much pushing for first team, and then one that would be like for the future. Mm. But I didn't have any specific players in mind. But then my fifth pick was specifically I wanted Joe Aribo, and um, I mean no one played more games than him last year. Yeah. Um, I think in world football, or at the very least Europe, um, he played 70 games. Um, so he's got an absolute engine on him. <laughs> he really he can does, play. Yeah. He can play centre midfield in a double pivot. He can play at the eight. He can play out wide. He played up front um, in, it would have been the Europa League final, no? Mm-hmm. Against yeah. Frankfurt. He did, yeah. um, scored as well. A bit of a scruffy goal. But he's shown a, a versatility, and I, I think it's... It's a great signing for Southampton, coupled with the fact that all of your players are of a similar age profile. They're all young, all very highly rated. And um, I mean, a lot of people might not know this, but your new... Is it your director of football has it's, come from Man City? It's youth. So he's the right, he's okay. the director of youth development, I think it is. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that is, it just ties in with everything we're doing, where I think... Uh, the youth coming out of Southampton Academy itself, high expectations, currently mm-hmm. not really delivering on output. So right. we've gone a different okay. way and we're, we're signing the best youth from around. Last season, we, we raided Chelsea. This season, we're raiding Man City by the looks of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, he's getting involved to, uh, to to aid us with that. I think further afield, they're looking at you know around the world now to see what we can get in. Mm-hmm. Um to develop that, to, to really start to yeah. almost compete with your Ajaxes, Lisbons, and the the two Red Bull clubs on, in terms of developing young players. I, I think you're right. I mean, Southampton have always had that history. They've always had the pipeline of decent 
um, players, uh, you know, going way back, like, I mean, Matt Letizier, Alan Shearer, Theo Walcott, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, um, you know, all the players that they brought in that we joke about that ended up at Liverpool, but, like, that's for a very good reason why. And and I think in that kind of way, I, I can understand it because I see a lot of analogues with Palace now, right, mm. that... Yeah, probably financially wise, potentially we're sitting at about the same area, but we kind of know that we're not going to get to the next level by spending masses and masses of money. So, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I can, I, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but that's kind of what it feels like with Southampton. Very much the way, very much. And, and it's like, you, you know, you touched on it with Palace as well. You look at the, the signings they've made the last couple of seasons, along with bringing uh, Vieira in, and you, mm-hmm. you can get that sense that clubs within that sort of mid-table profile are looking to to youth now. They're looking at that <laughs> that, that age-old adage, yeah, yeah. you know, kids don't win you anything. Well, maybe not, but they might get you higher up the table and might get you better financially placed to make mm-hmm. a push into into European places. And that's where, you know, as a Saints fan, we, we had sort of three seasons where we were really pushing. We had Pochettino yep. um, and then mm. Komen where we really pushed into those places and we were sort of looking looking up and looking forward. Um, even Cloud Puel, for, for his problems and his sort of negatively perceived football, he still helped us finish, I think it was eighth. And yeah, it's just right. since then where it's maybe gone a bit backwards. But we're always looking up and, and I always think, you know, we've got the right idea. It just hasn't worked yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those those kids are going to... They're going to do it for us. They're exciting. Mm. That's what I like to see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, do you see any any other ins or real areas of concern within your team? Is it still that defence, like you said? It's it's tricky. I, it's one of those another another season, another chance for the defence to really gel. So there is some beautiful talent in there, and it's just a case of I, I for me, I actually want to see the the board looking at getting a proper defence coach in. I think that's the area of concern. I think Hassan Noodle himself, his tactics with that press, with that high press, uh, that mm-hmm. when it works, it works incredibly. And when it mm. doesn't, like you've said, no plan B, 9-0, job done. Yeah. Um, but when it does work, you know, you, you, you can fight with the best of them. But I do think that the someone needs to train those kids mainly, as they are, to sort of, to, to, to maybe better their positioning defensively for those mm-hmm. counterattacks when they happen against us or when they break through the lines. No, I think for me, the area of concern at the moment, especially with pre-season, is uh, attack. Um, yeah. We've only scored one goal um, in three games so far. Right, And even okay. towards the end of last season, our, you know, there was, there was a bit of fanfare about Brozier. He was a brilliant breakthrough. I'm really sad that yep. we didn't get to sort him out. Mm. At the same time, though, I think what was it? it was only eight goals he scored. So he yeah, it a, wasn't a hatful. I mean, he no. had an injury issue for a while. I seem to remember. He, and... he did. He had a niggle that, that kept him out for a little bit. But I mean, we we've bought in Sekumara, um, mm-hmm. and he's again he's supposed to be. It's the whole the story coming out of the club is that yep. he scored six for Bordeaux last season, a very poor Bordeaux, and they're really hoping that with a better team around him, you can get some goals in. Yeah. But I'm just looking at what we do at the moment and I'm just thinking the end product's not there. So that's my main concern. And that's where I'm hoping Arebo can yeah. step into it and start delivering a bit of that creativity. Okay. Um, 
that, that perhaps we're missing in the final third. Yeah. I mean, uh, just to kind of round off the transfer chat, because we didn't, well, you mentioned Fraser Forster is going. Mm. Um, I'd just like to give a uh, very relieved shout out to uh, Shane Long leaving, <laughs> meaning I am never petrified that he's going to fucking score against us again. <laughs> Every time Shane Long comes on as a substitute against Palace, I put five pounds on to him to score, and I am very much up on the deal over the years. <laughs> you make your money and just add at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's a real shame for Shane, isn't it? He's been one of those, he's been a brilliant servant. Um, mm. He has been the, the true definition of a super sub, second class super sub, mind you. There are there are better ones at Liverpool, unfortunately. But he, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it's unfair on him almost that he's had such a long time span at the club where he has had to just, you know, play second fiddle. Um, even at his ripe age, you know, the last couple of seasons, he still had remarkable pace, uh, considering, yeah. you know, Vardy-esque, just not quite as good. Mm. Um, but yeah, but I'm, I'm glad he's got his transfer. It's uh, yeah, me is that too. To Reading is that it is indeed right? to Reading. Yeah, so and, uh, you know, I'm glad he gets a gets a chance, and I think he started it in Reading. I think I read that he started his whole thing yeah. out in Reading. So what a beautiful, I'm, I'm a, lovely journey it is, isn't it? I'm really happy for him. It's obviously he's left <laughs> us a bit short now again, but no, it's right for him. We've, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's still time. There's still time for moves. Um, you never know what's going to happen with Breuer. Um, although uh, yeah, West Ham for a while, but then maybe Newcastle. But we shall see. Um, so I guess looking at those, the type of signings you've made, mm. and then going forward into next season, what do you think the the club's ambition really is, or and kind of your expectation then as a fan is next year? Because it it feels like. I mean, Hassan Hootel's there. He's been backed through quite a lot and a lot of ups and downs, it's fair to say, and still has two years on his contract. And this build doesn't necessarily feel like results for this season. So is it just kind of a case of get over the line, finish above 17th and then kick on? Yeah, I think I think it is. I think the secretly they've got desires to obviously they do want to push up they have back so yep. it's it's uh, upwards of 50 between 50 and 60 million at the moment we're looking at mm-hmm. um, which for us is a decent outlay you know we don't normally do that without having sold players yes uh, we did, yeah, we, that's the key thing isn't it yeah, it's normally exactly. been there's been a balance there in your books so it looks like and like you say perfectly building for the future um, there were a couple of I've already said Tino Livramento probably one of the best young stars in the league right now he's obviously on a long long term injury we mm-hmm. don't expect yeah. him back until the end of this year 2022 um, is it the, that bad was that his ACL or something yeah or? yeah it's really disappointing that was back in I think it may be February that, mm-hmm. that, that he got that and yeah so he's not expected back until maybe hopefully December but it's one of those where we we've actually been really good with anyone that's been injured over the, over the past. We do not rush people back. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we do give them the time, and that's a part of obviously. It, it's a part of how we have recruited last season and this season. There's a lot of cover in a lot of places and positions now, which mm-hmm. is which is good. But yeah, it's one of those. If we get a run together, if if it clicks like it has done in in previous seasons, we've had periods of time where it's clicked. Mm-hmm. Then we're more than safe, and we'll, we'll end up the same place. We'll end up fifteenth, maybe up to twelfth. Um, if it really gels, we we could have a little a little 
run towards European places and I expect us to mm. fall away. I, <laughs> I hope we're not looking at a relegation scrap. Um, but it's a reality. Yeah. It's a reality. We're a young squad. We have managed it. We've got a good heart. We've managed to keep uh, uh, JWP. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's a signing in itself, really. And then Romeu is a bit of an unsung hero. He he's a, a good midfield yeah, battler. Yeah. And um, and then obviously to get Lavia as as an understudy to him, who could genuinely rotate on a game by game basis comfortably mm-hmm. by the looks of things. That's exciting. But we we just have to see. It's it. Uh, I'm ever optimistic as a Saints fan, but like you say, I think I'm looking at next season as the one that I get fully excited. Yeah. This yeah. season, I'm just going to go along for the ride. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, well, I mean, that's what I said anyway. So yes, of course, I'm glad that you agree with me. Excellent. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's fair that there's, I've said this before, I think there's enough clubs this season that you can have a legitimate conversation that they get sucked in, but less of it about necessarily them being awful but Mm. just the quality improving um you know everton's situation um leicester dropping down uh, quite a bit can brentford do another second season leeds have had a massive overhaul um obviously the three promoted sides so yeah i guess it's just about keeping your keeping your head above water i mean i i feel like with the types of signings you've made the number of signings you've made Coupled with the fact that you've already said like you play decent football, I think emotion wise you can have a similar season to like I had with Palace last year. That like you can forgive a lot of the stuff when the performances are happening, and you're gonna naturally pick up enough results along the way. I think it, you see a spot on. It is. It's um, we do share, you know, with with Palace and Southampton at the moment. I, you know, I've already touched on. Mm. I've got a couple of Palace friends with a, a healthy sort of. Um, uh, rivalry really mm-hmm. but like you've touched on it's it's about sort of you've got the, the these younger sides these developing sides mm-hmm. where they are exciting the style of play is fun to watch it's it's not you know <laughs> uh boring and, and and sort of 10 behind attritional we've yeah. got rid of burnley you know we've Absolutely. got rid of burnley <laughs> um and then you do, you do forgive. And every now and again, you have that game where just they're not at the races and you're watching it going, why? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, but more often than not, we, we turn up, especially against the bigger sides. And that's that's exciting. It doesn't matter again. <laughs> For me, I, I keep coming back to it. Uh, United is a big bogey team. We, over the years, have played incredibly well against United. Mm-hmm. Um, incredibly well. I, you know, tw- I think it was 2017 League Cup final. Uh, whether it's Carabao, Carabao back then, but stick to my my football oh, manager Jesus, League what, Cup years. What, yeah, what sponsor was it? Exactly, Jesus, right? Spin a wheel. Spin a wheel. What, what do you want to go with? But we we outplayed them off the park, and we were two one up, and we were like, "This, we were gonna win a trophy. This is great. First trophy <laughs> since the St Johnston's Paint Trophy. What what fun!" <laughs> um, and then uh, it was Ibrahimovic came up in like the ninetieth and ninety fifth minute, and and you just mm. left going, "Well, you didn't deserve that." But all right, I I guess you can have it then, if if you really <laughs> want it that much, fine. Yeah, and we do that a lot against some of the big, not you know, some of the bigger teams, not Liverpool. Liverpool so far have just had to dead to rights for mm-hmm. or Liverhampton FC. Um. Yeah, Be- begrudge them nothing because you know half their squad's made up of our players anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah exactly yeah you, you're not really going to be looking at those uh those kind of teams for any kind of sustained uh results no, um, unless you're palace and then you just win against all the manchester teams and it makes no fucking sense you do yeah um, you do well yeah um we're going to round this off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you play a bit of a fancy Premier League. I do. Um, I believe. How are you? Do you normally put Southampton players in? Do you overvalue them or do you avoid? Um, I I often mm. aim to get my my three Southampton players in. Naturally, it's well, okay. usually because obviously it's a, it's like one of those clubs where you've got some of the cheaper options and you can get one of them kind of bench fillers, but they're actually a good bench filler. Yeah. Um Mento last year was I oh, mean what was he, four million? That was it. Yeah. He was in everyone's bloody team. That's exactly, a stunning Broya up and front was five point five, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And and then I can't leave out James Ward Prowse. You just can't leave him out. It's <laughs> even if he's not scoring points, it's just uh I've just got to do it on principle. You know, the guy's the guy's uh, a bit of a club legend for us now. But um I mean, this season, I'm going to be honest, I still haven't made it, made my uh, my team yet because I'm just looking at, around and I I, mm-hmm. I want to really honestly leave it to last minute because every season you do it. Every season I make a whole new team every week, basically, until the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure everyone's listening has, has had a look at, you know, the, the kind of players you can get. So many players, so many midfielders to begin with. Let's just, let's just talk about that. So many midfielders. Here we go. V- valued Strap at in. six six point five million. Okay, excellent midfielders. Six point five million, lovely. And uh, and uh, yeah, and what's his name? I can't remember his name now. Tottenham's uh, new Croatian fella. Per- Perisic. Perisic. Yeah, he's a left back apparently on uh, fancy. Yeah, so, yeah, he's defender. He's yeah. going to play as wing back probably gonna play on the wing back, but uh, he's going to get you plenty of points. But. I mean, there's so much options, uh, and I will be obviously looking at my my three customary Southampton choices uh, on the cheaper scale if I if I can get them and if it makes sense. I've no idea who I'm going to put in yet. I think a repo's got to get a shout. Yeah, think, yeah, got to do it. Five point five. Exactly. You, Not you bad. can't you can't say no until he scores no points in the first two seasons. I take him out, and then he goes hat trick hero, and I go why? Just why? <laughs> that's that's the game we but play. That's why, but that's why we all play it because yeah, really exactly. we all hate ourselves. We do, <laughs> on varying degrees. Usually by about midway point, quite a lot. Mm. But um, but that's the fun of it, isn't it? Really, you, yeah. You, you keep yourself in contention until someone just runs away and you go, well, "I hate you." Just first <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, it's one of those where where you, you're eyeing up salary and you're going, well, he's, "He's just so expensive. I can't." I can't justify it. And then you just end up going, yeah, all right, I will justify it. <laughs> <laughs> when he starts just scoring every week and you're like, yeah, you're like, no, no, I still made the right choice. Yeah. And you don't buy him until he's worth 15 million. You're going, well, I could have had him at 13, but just whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just your swallow your pride. Yeah. I, I think the biggest one of those that was, it was the Leicester season, I remember. Mm. And... Jesus Christ, I didn't... I got Vardy in. He went, what, 13 games in a row scoring? Yeah. yeah. I got him in on game 11. Oh, and it's so sad. <laughs> what a prick. I think I, I might am. better you. Not Vardy. I, well, Vardy a bit. But... Vardy is, yes. I think I might better you. I think I genuinely was on game 14. Um, so I put him in game Ooh. 14 and he got me nothing. And I, and I can't remember who I took out, but I know that they, that 
that game, I think they got a goal and assist or something. They that got game, points. Yeah, definitely. No need yeah. to check. It definitely It happens. definitely happens. <laughs> I can't check now. I'm just going with it. That happened. I was very annoyed. Um, uh, but that's, like you say, that's why we hate ourselves. We love to yeah. do it. Absolutely. Uh, what a glorious sentiment to end on as well. Um, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about Southampton. Um, normally I hate them. I mean, I specifically <laughs> hate Ward Prowse, but yeah, you know, yeah. I'm getting a, I'm, you're, you're turning me around a little bit here. You're turning me around. It must be said. He might be gentle to you this season, so you, you can like him then. Oh, he'll score a free kick, the yeah. little rat faced prick. I hope he does. Yeah. Just against you, just for you. <laughs> mm. um, anyway uh, thank you once again for listening uh, thanks for joining us on this pre-season uh, tour we're doing of the country we've still got a couple more to go um, join us on uh, Twitter at Miles Offside Pod um, you can join our um, Fantasy Premier League there you can bring out get involved in the Mophead League uh, the auto join link is there and also if you want to make some predictions for where you think all 20 teams are going to finish there's a little Google sheet form you fill out um, and that will that will enter you into that free to play competition um, or if you uh, if you're feeling a bit flush you've had yourself a summer bonus um, patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod uh, there's all sorts of bonuses you can get on the slack and uh, enjoy a little lovely corner of the internet as it were um, but thank you very much for listening um, and thank you again Matthew this is bloody lovely it's been a pleasure thank you bye